Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Hello, 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 and happy Monday. Well, by the time you guys get this, it might be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day it is. Welcome to episode 118 of the Fight Podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and today we have a really, really fun show. As you know, this weekend was an amazing fight weekend. We had history, we had retirements, and more importantly than anything else, we had a whole lot of excitement. So today, what we're going to go ahead and break down, obviously it is our fight weekend breakdown episode and our recap as of today. So we're going to go ahead and talk about Andy Ruiz Jr.'s historic upset against the reigning king, Anthony Joshua, the zone the card rating from top to bottom, UFC Fight Night Stockholm, Anthony Smith versus Alexander Gustafson, Gus retiring. I'm going to rate that card from top to bottom as well, man. So um, that's what we're going to go ahead and get into. And today, that boxing news with the knockout of Anthony Joshua, the historic win from um, Andy Ruiz Jr., I had to make a call. I had to put the bat signal up and uh, reach out to our weekly boxing um, commentator and communicator, um, Brandon Camille. That's on um, IG at BCAM13. So he's on the first half of the show, and then I'm going to go ahead and jump into MMA afterwards. So without further ado, here's my conversation. We're going to break down all the action from this week's card. I'm with Brandon Camille. Enjoy. Me today, once again, on a beautiful Monday, early in the week, man. My guy, Brandon Camille, man. B, B Camp 13, brother. What it do? What's good, sir? We we had to get on here early this week. Oh, man. It was a a hot weekend. It was a hot one, man. Look, first and foremost, Yo, I know it's early in the week, man. Thank you so much for joining me today, man. Um, we do have a lot to talk about. Um, yo, the world was shook up. The, the world, world was 100% shook up this week. And uh, and for those of us listening, if you do not know what happened, what hole are you hiding in? We're here to talk about one thing and one thing only. We're here to talk about the heavyweight championship fight this past weekend, Madison Square Garden, the the champion, the man who had the WBA, the WBO, the IBF, the IBO titles, Anthony. Fuck, fuck, fuck that IBO title. It's okay. He had him. He had it, though. He had it. <laughs> he was Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua fought against the, I, I called him last episode a live dog. 
other people were turning him down thinking he was trash um this physical because of the way his physical appearance the mexican rocky we're talking about the destroyer and ruiz jr um this fight was this weekend madison square garden as we all know by this point in time yo Andy Ruiz shocked the world, man. Knocked him out. Before we get into anything, breaking down the fight itself. First thoughts when you actually watched Andy Ruiz beat and you we saw the final wave off. How did you feel? I don't think there were many thoughts. I think uh, if you watch the post fight, they had went up to Sugar Ray Leonard and Sugar Ray Leonard was just like, my man's he, he, he was trying to like get something out. He's on TV. Uh, you know, he's a commentator <laughs> for the zone, but he was all of us. And that, that was a very real moment where he was just like, I don't really have words right now. I'm shocked. And I was shocked. But at the same time, I was so excited because it's like, this is why you love boxing. You when love you, it. Combat you, sports, bro. Combat sports in general, this is what makes them so beautiful. And you and I spoke on Friday. And you had, you had said to me, and I agree with you, you said, I would love for him to prove me wrong. And I said, yeah, I, I agree. That's why we love the sport. And he proved us wrong. And it was just, it was a great moment. And I felt terrible uh, for Joshua. I really did. Um, he doesn't seem like a bad guy at all. I, I know you, you know, I felt terrible for him, but I mean, that moment for Andy Ruiz, he earned, earned everything. Every bit of it. And I'm, and I'm proud to say, and I can't lie, man, I, I almost feel vindicated because I've been championing Andy Ruiz all week. Motherfuckers were looking at me like I had lost my mind. Um, and for me, it was, it was really a matchup thing, right? Um, if we look at it and I'm going to be very honest with you I've watched this fight a number of times already I've been trying to see different things in it and I'm not going to say I'm over here like I'm Teddy Atlas or anything Um, but what I have seen is that and I really believe this yo they fight a hundred times Ruiz wins a hundred times it is a bad stylistic matchup for Anthony Joshua. And again, that's just me. That's my personal opinion. And uh, it's not only my personal opinion, it's a lot of, uh, you know, big name fighters also. But I felt that way. I think it was a bad stylistic matchup. And you know what? To an extent, I really do believe that Anthony Joshua was exposed. Now, one thing I do want to say, and I do want to almost apologize to Anthony Joshua, okay? You and I were going off it. And I was crushing him in terms of like the way he handled himself after the fight. I've looked at it a couple times. You are 100% correct. He handled himself like a complete gentleman. Um, I, I really have to give Anthony Joshua props. He took the loss as good as any champion could in that scenario and i went back and listened to how he handled some things and uh i was wrong i i really and again this wasn't on the mic obviously but between you and i i was shitting on dude i was like yo like i don't get, get off the screen bro do your thing and it really wasn't as long as i felt like it was in the moment but i was so hyped and excited for you know andy ruiz jr i was jumping all up and down man so that was my only thing that i want to take away from it because i did feel bad about that just in hindsight well, I can't blame you for feeling that way. And I went back and watched it and watched the post fight. And I think people felt the way you felt because one, they're in New York. You know, I'm a New Yorker. We don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Two, I mean, I don't mind how he handled himself. The words that he was saying, like they sounded good. Mm-hmm. But 
the champion that just lost three belts in his U.S. debut, you know, seemingly, you, you seemingly got to put the IBF in there and the IBO. Yes, I got to put the IBO in there. <laughs> I mean, it's not one of the four belts where, you know, to be undisputed. So we're just not sure. going to talk right. about it. You're right. You're right. Um, and seemingly he definitely lost the A side if Wilder and Joshua ever happens. So he lost so much and it's almost like he he was just acting on muscle memory. Like he knew what to say, but I felt like the people wanted to see him a bit more gutted. They I wanted did. to see- I, I did want to see and, and you're I'm right for that. Lie. I want to at least see you like you can say all the things that I want to see you pissed off. Yeah, he, I, I he, think he seemed he seemed far too nonchalant. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, ho hum, I lost. Good for him. Let me hug this dude, whatever. And I understand. I want to see a little bit of that like disappointment. And you really didn't see as much of that disappointment. But I think I was he looked harsh. relieved. He, he looked, looked relieved. relieved. He did that the look fight, relieved. That, that the whole event was over. I can yes. go home now. Yep. Yep. Um, and I honestly and I'm OK. So let, let's do this. Let, let's go ahead and jump into the fight. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So this fight kicks off, and obviously Ruiz is a minus two thousand underdog, twenty to one. It's not quite Buster like Douglas. 21, 22. It, um, Okay. So yeah, I think it, I'm pretty certain it was twenty to one, but but okay. it, it but still uh, something. It was definitely over twenty or up. Okay. Um. Nobody gave Ruiz a chance, and. Uh, Something that I said on the the last episode you and I had together was, yo, I think a lot of people aren't aren't paying attention to Ruiz's caliber. People didn't take into account that he he his amateur record is one hundred and five and five. People don't take into account that he's thirty two and one as a pro, and that one loss is. You can argue he won. I actually believe he won that fight. So I think a lot of people looked at his physique and were pretty much like, yo, this dude is about to get washed. Look at this Adonis. Look at Gabriel Iglesias over here. This nothing's going to happen, right? So the fight kicks off, and unfortunately, part of me feels like AJ and his team might have felt the same way, but you and I talked about something during the fight, and we both noticed this from the onset. When he was in the corner, when they're introducing the man, he was messing with his mouthpiece. He's waving to the crowd. He just, I've, he looked super unsure of himself, man. You noticed that too, right? I, I just thought he looked really nervous. And when they introduced him, I mean, that's a fighter's moment. You know, they're, they're hype, jumping all around, doing their little, you know, Deontay Wilder. Yeah. No one can see me right now. But he looked like he we damn near there, struck. He was out there doing the, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> not locking it down. He looked like he almost struggled to raise his hands above his head. Like, almost like he was frozen in the moment. Like, it was just too big for him. And I was, I texted him, I'm like, Sarge, he looks so nervous, like, Almost like he's frozen, like he couldn't even lift those big ass arms. He couldn't, man. and that was odd to me. And yeah. I've seen him fight before. This was never anything I noticed before. I didn't know if I was overanalyzing it. Um, and you know, now we get all this blowback of the stuff after the fight. We'll go into that later. But I mean, it was definitely noticeable. And Absolutely. you know, as the fight kicked off, I, I I almost put it to the back of my mind. But I mean, it was definitely almost like foreshadowing things to come. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and let me rewind even a little farther, right? Um, 
Did you see the weigh-ins before the day before? Uh, not really. No. Okay, so I watched the weigh-ins, and one thing that I found to be interesting was that after they did all the all the weigh-ins and stuff, um, uh, Anthony Joshua looked over at Ortiz and was like, "Hey, man, here you go. Take a picture with my belts." Oh yes, I saw that. He, I like, saw that, dude. And it and and he gave it to he gave it towards he gave it to Ruiz, and Ruiz was looking at his belts. And it, when this is happening, Josh was laughing with people, fake shadow boxing, doing all kind of stuff over here. And what he didn't do, he literally did, was give you dangled a piece of steak in front of a, a hungry lion. And for me, it was such a, a diss to a thing like, hey, little nigga, go ahead and uh, take a picture of my belts. This is the last time you're going to see them. And that's almost the energy that that uh, Joshua and his team had. So that for me from the onset was like, man, I, I just don't like that. As a champion, I'm not going to let you touch my belts because guess what? You're never going to see these damn things. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, I mean, Ruiz almost even, even looked confused like, uh, are you giving he, me your belts right did. now? He did. He was like, oh, okay. And then he looked happy. He looked like the little kid from Up. He was out there, you know, he would, you know, he had, but hey, he was looking fresh with his, uh, he, he was rocking some Jordan 11s. I, I'm appreciating that. It was, it was odd. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, this nigga had the audacity to go out there in skinny jeans, boy. Man. Oh, man. With man. that frame, you, hey, 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 lead us to skinny jeans alone, get you some joggers. Hey, hey, man, <laughs> hey, that's the heavyweight champion of the world. He can wear whatever he wants. <laughs> you goddamn right he can. He whatever he wants. <laughs> um, but, but, but I mean, I found that to see, be strange. And you've seen on the, on the MMA side, particularly UFC, you know, McGregor goes up there, snatch a belt, like, that's disrespectful. It's not meant to be something fun. Like your challenger should not be holding your belts. I found it a, to be a, a strange. Too nice guy. A yeah. bit too nice guy. It, it, like I, it was dismissive. It, it it was just odd. Yeah. It was weird. I, it, I, I don't get what he was thinking. Um, I, I think sometimes he may get lost in the whole. Hollywood aspect of being heavyweight champ and wanting to be the good guy and do the right thing for the people that in that moment he took it a step a bit too far like this is still combat sports people want to see a bit of dog in you I, I think that's part and, of and the allure of someone like a Deontay Wilder and just that is crazy. why I am a bigger fan and that's why I'm a huge Deontay Wilder fan that grit that tenacity dude think about all the fighters that you, that you and I have talked about that I truly enjoy I love Wilder. I love the Charlos. I love Canelo. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I, I love Errol Spence. Everybody who I who I love are they're just dogs. You know what I mean? They go out there and no matter what, they can be nice guys. They're nice, whatever. But when it boils down to it, they're a savage in the ring. And I've all I I, I cannot stand the British gentleman act. And I'm gonna say act again with a capital. T- at the end, all right? My man's went out there and he is acting a part, okay? And I think he's trying to bring again, and it just continue going. So look, I digress. Let's go ahead and jump back into the fight because that was strange. And then him walking out, watching him in, 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 the, in, the, in the beginning, that was strange also. The fight kicks off the first round and I'm gonna be very honest with you. This, the first round was the only round I gave to Anthony Joshua. And, and I... 
Go ahead. And I I, I disagree here. Um, I actually gave the first round to Ruiz. Uh, I thought that throughout the round, uh, Joshua was trying to establish his jab. And I think he was shocked in person of the hand speed uh, of Ruiz. I was actually shocked, even knowing that Ruiz had had hand speed, how fast he looked compared to Joshua in that first round. You only watched four rounds of his fight. No, that Friday after we last spoke, I did go back and watch the Parker fight. And I was that actually reaffirmed what I thought that AJ would get him out of there in five. But seeing seeing them in the ring together, that hand speed looked uh, looked blazing, uh, especially compared to AJ. And so AJ would, would come in for a jam, come in for a jab. Uh, Ruiz would counter with a flurry. They weren't landing clean. But, you know, when you're comparing jabs to power punches, even though they didn't land clean, you know, I, I gave the round to Ruiz. I can see why you gave it to Joshua. Um, per- me personally, that was a Ruiz round. The reason I gave it to Joshua is this. That is the only round in the entire fight that he actually outstruck Ruiz. That's the only round he landed more punches. So if you look at it in that fight, what? He landed in total 8, 8 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. He landed 15 shots that that round. That was far more than Ruiz. Ruiz only ended up landing that round, what? Three, what is it? Three. He only landed four shots in the first round. Okay? So when I looked at that, that's why I give it to him. Even though Ruiz was the one coming forward, he wasn't landing as many shots, right? Uh, he only landed 10% of his, his total punches in that first round. So when I'm looking at those type of things, I'm like, okay, look, total punches, 8 of 29. Ruiz had 3 of 20, 28. <laughs> Easy Joshua round. I'm fine with that. Keep it moving. After that first round, that's when we started seeing Ruiz starting to get busy. You start and, seeing and, and, and and I think it's of note that all three of the judges gave round one to Anthony Joshua, um, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And again, for me, that was the only reason why I gave him strictly because of the he landed more punches, right? After that, I didn't give Joshua any more rounds. The reason I didn't give him any more rounds is because he was retreating the rest of the fight. He was getting walked down. And here's the thing. If you are not landing shots and you're walking backwards, I can't give you rounds. It's not like you're being like Floyd Mayweather. I'm backing you in a position and then I'm stinging you. You weren't out striking, dude, and you're retreating the entire time. So I'm giving the guy, even on some of those other rounds where you're getting getting walked down, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, so I gave that. So I gave the first round to Ruiz. Obviously, the judges and yourself disagree. I did give the second round to Joshua. I thought he established the jab a little bit be- better. And I think it was a, a, a left hook that he landed, which was the best punch of the fight up to that point. So I gave round two to Joshua. That that was that was my perspective. And at that point, you know, I thought maybe Joshua but, was, but it was getting close. A bit more and I understand that too. That was a close round. Both men were still really feeling themselves out, man. And then when I'm looking at it, they're feeling themselves out. But again, for me, I look at aggression. Okay? And this is something that I've actually noticed in Anthony Joshua. Ever since he got touched by Vladimir by uh by Klitschko. Once he got hit and knocked knocked down hard by Klitschko the way he does, he's not that destroyer that he used to be. He's nowhere near as aggressive, especially in the early moments of fights, like he used to be. He still knocks dudes out, but 
it seems like he was he he's not willing to take the same type of risks that he used to. So I was I, I again that's the only reason I can't right. That's why I couldn't give him the round. Um, but it was still a really really close round, and I understand if anybody gave him the second round because it was close. If we're looking at total shots, Ruiz only landed five five shots. Anthony Joshua only landed four shots. And if we're looking at percentage wise, I mean, look, one guy landed twenty percent, one guy landed thirteen percent. Not he landed- not great percentages. He landed a good left hook in the in the second round, and that's what I think carried the round. Um, the that, judges, all, all three yeah. of them, is score scored it for Joshua. Now I'm gonna uh, say this: you were talking about the judges, and I'm be honest with you, I, I truly believe their scorecards, if they were, they agree with me or not, are irrelevant. Because when I was listening to these people talking, and they were calling it 58, 50, whatever, like calling like making it calling it like a one round fight. I was like, yo, they're 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 on drugs. They're totally on drugs, and this is a biased thing. And there is a reason why Andy Ruiz Jr. said after the fight, look, man, I knew I have to get, if I fight him, I have to get him out of there because I'm not going to win a decision. They're going to give it to him. And they were trying to do that if it went to a decision. So that's why I'm looking at that. And I was just like, to me, I look at what the judges do. I don't care. I don't don't care because we all know if anybody has shitty judging, it's professional boxing. I mean, boxing is all, is also a difficult sport to judge, but we've seen some travesties over the years. Exactly. I just think it, it gives us some some additional um, insight into what people were seeing. No, I no, I get you, but I'm just saying for this is I'm, when I say things, bro. I'm talking about me. I don't give a damn about anybody else. All right, all right, all right. So all right. I'm just saying, like that's why I'm saying it. it's just like that. Like that's how I feel about it, and I totally understand. Let's let's talk about it. Let's put it out there. There's a reason I even bring up stats. You know what I'm saying? Because like, we want to. I want to paint that picture, and and, and I appreciate that you're doing that. Um, but again, that's that's how I look at it. Like I I couldn't believe some of the, the the cards. I was like, are you crazy? Like what were you guys watching? Like the fact that that they gave Joshua anything after the third round blows my mind. I gave Joshua rounds after the third. Exactly, totally blows my mind. I mean, I I, I saw I saw what I, I saw. Could I could only mean, see I could only see uh, maybe the fifth round. That'll be the only one. I gave him four and five, but I mean, we can't go to four and five. We have to discuss okay, round three. So, going round three, man, um, man, do you believe round three is the best round of boxing of 2019? I mean, where's who's gonna argue with you? Man, I I I I, 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 I mean, it's it's going to be you're going to be hard pressed to find uh, a better round in the last few years. I mean, three knockdowns in a single round, man. Um, so, and you no, have the no, under, no, underdog before with two you, before of them. you before you go into that. Let, let's paint the picture. Let, let, let's paint the picture, man. Go ahead and let them know how that happened. Okay, so um, they come in, come into the round. I, I, it was pretty early in the round. Uh, they come in. Get an exchange. Anthony Joshua lands a nice co- combination, uh, finishes it off with a left hook that puts Ruiz down immediately. Um, you know, he go he goes to his neutral corner, and Chris Mannix, who I'm a huge fan of, says something to the tune of, "You know, Anthony Joshua is one of the best finishers in boxing." And he literally says, "And watch, watch this. this, what a worm." <laughs> he says, "I mean." He was thinking what a lot of us were thinking. Do not blame Chris Mannix for that. I was like, yeah, I mean, uh, he just landed that left hook. Joshua time to finish him him off. He goes in for the kill. Well, guess what? Andy Ruiz was not as hurt as he ed- as it may have looked. That's you know, the defi- that was the definition, and you hear it a lot more in MMA than you do in boxing. But that there was the definition of a flash knockdown. 
you you see it more, I guess, in MMA because action doesn't stop either. Exactly. And, and the thing is, if you saw him the moment he hit the ground, his eyes were clear. He was looking directly at the guy, and he stood. He, and the thing is, he, one thing that you can see to tell the experience in the moment. Anthony Joshua did this also, but the experience in the moment to sit there and say, "Damn, take his time, look, make eye contact, stand up, and then get busy again." Well, I think Ruiz had a plan behind this. Um, in an interview earlier this week, he had spoken about you know getting getting hit, Anthony Joshua coming in, and he's gonna bite. He's gonna bite down a swing. Um, and that's exactly what happened. So Ruiz gets up. And for me, I, I was more so looking at his legs, not his eyes. I look at his legs and how they collapsed like that immediately. He wasn't off. He wasn't off balance or anything. His knees went as, as soon as the punch landed. And I thought I thought maybe he was hurt as well. Uh, Joshua, as expected, goes in for the kill. And there's an exchange. Ruiz is throwing, as we said in round one. His hand speed is starting. This is is when it showed up, and the night turned into a nightmare for Anthony Joshua. Damn every it. time, every time Anthony Joshua would go in there, Ruiz is throwing like five punch combinations. As if Anthony Joshua can get maybe two off. Like his hand speed is blistering compared to Anthony Joshua. So while Joshua's coming in for the kill, um, Ruiz lands his best punch, which is that left hook. And boy, I mean. Whenever Anthony Joshua falls, he's such a huge figure. I mean, it felt like the room I I, I was in shook when he hit the ground. Yeah. He goes off, and when he goes off balance, it, there's no standing on his. He's feet. not a graceful man. <laughs> he's he he's he gets, not a graceful man, man. And, and one thing you saw it like he landed that huge left hook right behind the ear, throws a couple punches, and then dribbles that big ass right hand off the top of his head. And this mother, like it is the ugliest collapse I've ever seen. I don't know if he needed to land any more punches. I mean, Anthony Joshua probably would have stumbled to the floor regardless. He was looking for a wheeze to lean on after that after that left hook. I mean, he was he, he was, was just all over the place. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to grab. He was, he was all over, but he wasn't trying to grab. He, I'm sure he was trying to grab because Ruiz was strong, but like more so to keep his balance. He was he. I think he would have went on his own. So Ruiz puts him down. Joshua stands stands up, um, get, seemingly get, gathers himself. Ruiz goes after him. Joshua holds for most of the rest of the round, probably till about um, you get till about 25 seconds left where, you know, Andy Ruiz is coming after him. He doesn't get the hold this time. And uh, Ruiz gets a few punches off. I believe he lands a right to the head. And that put Joshua off balance again. And he Ruiz was on him, but he couldn't hold. And he just stumbled to the floor. This is probably around with a few seconds left in the round. So all he has to do is beat the be- uh, stand up and he'll get the bell and be able to go to his corner. Yo, did Which- you notice the... And then again, this is me. I, I felt as if they gave them... There was extremely long counts. Like, I've never seen a longer 10 count in my life. He... they they, they I think they, they gave... Anthony Joshua every opportunity to clear his head. I, I, I'm not going to say the count was slow, but here's what I will say. Um, he gets up. He puts his hand for the, the second time he goes down. He gets up. He puts his hands up. Uh, I, maybe, maybe the ref asked him if he wanted to fight. Not sure. But he said step forward. And he, he didn't. didn't do it. He didn't. He didn't. It. He didn't step forward. But maybe the ref was saying, hey, he's going to his corner anyway. So the, and the ref, awesome referee job. He did an amazing job. He did an amazing job. And here's the thing. I don't, when I say that, I don't want to sit there and sound like I'm, I'm shitting on the ref because I'm not. And that's not, uh, Mike Griffin. Yeah, Mike, Mike Griffin did an amazing job. Um, 
and and we'll talk about Mike Griffin a little bit when we talk about the stoppage because this this knockdown the third round that we're talking about right now I think really goes into play on the finish of the fight also so so we'll talk about that but like you said he drops dude right and uh the the round finishes go back everyone stumbles stumbles back staggers back um looks like a giant robot walking his ass to the corner it was the crowd is going nuts. Andy Ruiz is going back to his corner, doing a DX chop, going back to his corner. It was it, dude, it was hard, bro. Oh, I was I, I'm I'm in my in my living room, jumping up and down, yelling and stuff in Spanish. It, it, it was great, great time. Like, and I'm like, yo, this is nuts, absolutely bananas. Um, I was more of the shock fan. I was like, I, I was like excited shock. So I didn't have words, but I was like. Like I had a oh, smile dude. on my face, but I, I didn't have words. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, dude, I was yelling. All, I was cursing in Spanish, bro. I was flipping stuff around, man. I went ahead and asked my little brother to go and go pick up some modelos down the street, man, so I can feel like I'm so out here with celebrate. the Mexicans. <laughs> Hell yeah! I was like, "Oh, and by I, I absolutely, dude, I've been drinking modelos and jaritos all week, all weekend long." Um. I'm Puerto Rican as shit, but oh man, they're so damn good. All oh, jaritos are good. Yo, my talk about, talk about talk about a cheat meal, dude. <laughs> yo, so I'm I'm sitting here today, and uh, my girlfriend sees me drinking one of these jaritos, right? And first thing she says to me is because we're on Facetime, she's like, "Serge," I'm like, "Yeah." How many grams of sugar in that? I'm like, yo, I don't even care. Yo, a stop. Million, a million. <laughs> right? All of them. Okay. All of the grams. You know? I, I, I literally live in the Spanish part of Chelsea, uh, Spanish part of Boston. Um, it's called Chelsea. It's a lot of Spanish people here. I feel like they sold out of all that shit. Jaritos, Coronas, Modelos, all that shit probably gone. Gone, fam. Gone. Gone, gone man. But yo, so, okay. It was that. It was lit. We were all excited. Um, fourth round comes. And man, I'm gonna be honest with you. That round, nothing really happened. And, 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 and here's the thing. You can easily call that an even round. The reason you can call that an even round, because guess what? If we look at the punch stats, both men were four for 20. So let's just go ahead and call that one a scratch. I don't have to give it to anybody. Uh, The reason I did give it to Ruiz is because even though they landed the exact same amount of punches, he was coming downhill. And again, that's why I gave my man going downhill. Yeah, you, you score aggression a lot more than I will. Um, I, I thought Joshua landed the jab a little bit e- easier. I thought he just had the, the better landed punches throughout the round. Wasn't an amazing round. I expected Ruiz to come out and do a little bit more. I felt like first 10 seconds he came, you know, tried to throw a quick flurry. But when that didn't work, um, he kind he stayed on the outside as well. I text you at that point. I said, this is odd. You have a chance to take out the heavyweight champion of the world. And you said that you had heard his corner. His corner said, yeah, yeah. His corner asked him how he was doing because he was recovering too. He got drilled with the left hook last round. Yeah. And he was like, you know, and that's what he said. He said he he recovered. Then even after the fight, they asked him about that. And he said, yeah, I could have jumped him. He was like, but I, it was like, that was the game plan. He was like, I was waiting for him to open up. And since he wasn't opening up, I was just going to rest. And that's he, how he took it. And he knew he must have known that he won the fight at that point because oh, it was over. You're, if in desperation, if you think that that's your moment, um, then you're going to jump on him. But if you believe that you're the better man, you say, "Hey, I, I 
I have all fight to do He this. knew it. And that's what he said. He was like, I knew I was going to beat him. I knew, you know, I can finish him. So he was like, I was just waiting for my opportunity. Um, so look, man, fourth and fifth round, let's be very honest. Now, this is something Wait, no. that I give Anthony Joshua a lot of credit for. Because you keep on talking about uh, this left hook. And we, we, I'd be remiss to say this. It's not as much of the left hook. It's he disguises his jab with that. And so he it comes out like a jab and then he whips it around with a left hook. And he... Well, I'm sorry. Who are you talking about? Joshua. Joshua throwing the left hook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he did an amazing job with it. He threw it out there. He faked the jab and then threw it over, like pretty much brought it over to the top. It looked and good. Th- it looked amazing. That, but the, the one only, part of his game that looked good, he, he, that the, left hook looked good. But the only time that landed, and, and Ruiz's corner told him about it, and even the announcers talked about it, when he was not on the inside, that's when he landed that punch. The moment that he let himself kind of stay on the outside, he'd get cracked, and then he'd come back in really quick again. It was like he'd get hit. He was like, oh, shit, and he'd come forward again, which is something that I really appreciated watching because, look, man, this is the thing, and, and I think Teddy Atlas said it best. Joshua's a tall building with a bunch of windows. Ruiz needs to get in the inside to break as many windows as he possibly can, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah, uh, and, and I, de- I, I agree with you. Now... As we move to round five, I noticed a very, very stark, stark difference um, in Ru- in Ruiz's game plan. Yeah. Um, we gotta we gotta get through the fight though, because we are, we only got a couple minutes left. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and, and the thing I, is, so look, let, let's let's touch on this fifth fifth round. What are you about to say? But I so, want to get into the end of the sixth and the seventh round. Okay. So I I gave I gave four to Joshua. Fifth round, I gave to Joshua as well, but I did notice a stark difference in Ruiz's game plan. He started going to the body. It was a concerted body effort, and this mattered later because Joshua looked gassed. How is it possible that you gave Joshua the fifth round when he only landed one punch? I would have to rewatch it again. I I didn't see that at all. I felt like the sixth round, the fifth round was Joshua. He was one uh, for nine. I'm sorry, two for nine. Doesn't matter. You can't win a fight. You can't win a round hitting two two shots. I, I thought he had landed the better the better punches that round. And I'll go back and watch round five again. Um, it really wasn't much going on aside from a few jabs and those body shots. I saw Ruiz going a lot more to the body, but I had given the round to Joshua. Now round six definitely Ruiz. Yeah, look, man, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I. You you nope. can't win a fight going backwards and not throwing punches. And you know what? Because this is what he, he was fighting like a big version of Adrian Broner. Right, well, that's how well, he was fighting. And, and so that's why I'm looking at those things. And I'm just like, it, it's it's impossible. But again, I know people were scoring it that way. But I'm just looking at the fight as a fighter. You can't like, just in general, people listening. If you're going backwards and you're not throwing punches, I don't care if you do hit unless you drop them. Ain't no way in hell. So round so round round five, you know, we disagree, but I mean not much happened there. Round five, I did start to see Ruiz go to the body. Round six, he continued that. And instead of countering upstairs as he was doing before, because he was counter as soon as Joshua came in, Ruiz came back countering with five punches. Instead of countering upstairs, he was landing those hooks to the body. So that best punch of his, his left hook, it was now going down to the body. Mm-hmm. He was jabbing inside, which is, you know, which is how he typically gets inside. He was jabbing to the body. At the end of round six, Joshua looked gassed. 
he no, he was gassed. He yeah, could not he move. got his soul snatched his, by that his, point in time. His, his legs, they they would not work for him. Legs don't fail me now. Mm-hmm. No, sir, they failed you. Yo, so as we go into round up. round seven, Joshua, who had been on his bike a bit for the past couple rounds, staying on the outside with that jab. Those legs weren't there anymore. So now he was almost fresh for the taking. And how I saw the the, the knockout sequence start is they both landed. I believe it, it was the left hook um, or they both they both landed at the same time. I think that Joshua. You going into like, the seventh round? Yes. OK. Was that too early? No, go ahead. Do you think it's your okay. world? So w- did they both land left hooks in that sequence? Yeah, they, he, he hooked with a hooker. So they both landed left hooks. I think Joshua thought that he hurt him. Joshua, but that hand speed was so slow. So Joshua, I think, turned around, uh, turned to to follow up. Ruiz had about 15 shots coming towards him. <laughs> like, I mean, like he turned like, oh, I'm, I hit him. I must have hurt him. Let me follow up. And Ruiz had... <laughs> had hit him about five times already straight up man let's look, look, check it out this is why i looked at that also so in terms of him you know looking gassed i don't think people have especially looking at the media and things like that stephen a smith comes to mind oh joshua was tired and joshua looked like this ah. and my man goes out there and, and says that not taking into into account why is joshua tired when you're getting walked down that is exhausting. That takes it out of the your opponent. You don't go get tired going downhill, but you get tired retreating, especially if that's not something that you're accustomed to, which he's not. That's the first thing. And then, like you said, man, he snatched his soul with those body shots. That straight right hand they threw in Anthony Joshua's body right at the end of the sixth round. Oh, it looked devastating. And you can see Joshua literally kind of staggered to his corner at the end of the sixth. Um, you're you're absolutely spot on though. Um, that left that that seventh round, he catches him with a huge le- you know left hook and just never let him off the hook. Um, that fight d- d- didn't need to to you know that fight was essentially over by that point in time. Uh, the next knockdown essentially was rudimentary, but this is something that I noticed. Yo, Anthony Joshua was done. He quit, and the reason I'm gonna say he quit is this. He spit his mouthpiece out. He spits his mouthpiece out and he says something that in Errol Spence, the, the, in my opinion, you know, top three pound for pound uh, fighter in the game. He says every fighter knows the only time you know what, it, what time it is when you're looking at your corner. He spits his mouthpiece out. He turns around and he stares at his corner. Anthony Joshua was done at that point in time. This is so there were two knockdowns in the seventh round. So we took you through the first sequence. Anthony Joshua gets up from that. Um, Andy Ruiz just doesn't let him off the hook, and then he goes that he goes down again. This is when that happens. Yeah, I thought I said that. Oh, I, I didn't re- realize you walking through the second knockdown. Yeah. Um. So my man's goes out there. Like I said, and he, he spits his mouthpiece out. And again, like you said, that was the second knockdown. He spit the mouthpiece. He spits the mouthpiece out. He goes back to his corner. He looks at his corner. Um, once the the ref, um, I'm sorry, what was his name again? Uh, uh, Mike Griffin. Mike Griffin. Yo, and again, Mike Griffin did a great job, yo. And Mike, and here's the thing I say about Mike Griffin. If a lot of people were saying that it was an early stoppage, right? Granted, I don't know how it's an early stoppage when I've been dropped four times, but they said, you know, it shouldn't have been stopped when it was stopped. Um, but here's the thing. At the end of that third round, 
You remember, you said it yourself. He said, yo, walk forward. He didn't walk forward. He did the exact same thing again. Asked him, yo, are you ready? He said, yes. Ready to fight? He said, yes. Step forward. He didn't do it. He saw something that the rest of us didn't. He probably looked in the man's eyes. He knew he was not ready for it. And he called the fight, man. Anthony Joshua takes the L. Andy Ruiz Jr. becomes the first Mexican heavyweight champion in boxing fucking history. Yo, I am so happy for this dude. He is a great character he's somebody who has a great pedigree and realistically is a problem for all those guys in that heavyweight division I didn't hear much um, about the bad stoppage I mean everybody I I listened to I mean was in agreement across the board that it was a good stoppage I mean four knockdowns you don't four knockdowns who's telling you that you that it was a bad stoppage like probably the British people I mean maybe Um, all 6,000 of them that were at MSG that night you watch Andy Ruiz. He celebrates, uh, jumps, you know, jumps up, celebrates with his corner, his corner. Um, and he has the same trainer as Dominic Brazil had before he went to um, uh, who was he with last fight? Virgil, Virgil Hunter. I believe he left that trainer because he wanted a trainer that was going to take him to world championship level. And he's had the Manny, um, his trainer, Manny, uh, I can't think of his last name, but he's been around him for a very, very long time. And he's he's worked with a lot of different people. He's worked with Freddie Roach. He's worked with Virgil Hunter. Um, he's been around. Uh, I think something that's very interesting, the fight that Andy Ruiz had against... Um, against joseph parker he trained himself for that fight he really didn't have a trainer he literally was in there by himself training you know for that fight um he said it yeah he said it in post fight he's like i didn't have a you know I, I i trained myself for that fight and something that i also find is interesting that last year ruiz was managing himself and i want to talk about his manager also in a moment he was managing himself um the greedy bastard that uh what's his name uh eddie hearn is called him up they offered while ruiz was uh, was managing himself offered ruiz forty thousand dollars to fight anthony joshua ruiz turned it down and said i'm gonna wait last or this weekend he won seven thousand dollars for the win and not only did he get seven million dollars seven million dollars for the win he um he's gonna get paid more in the rematch amazing story um by uh by andy ruiz yeah um absolutely amazing like you know came in had the belief in himself you know didn't pay attention to any of the outside static any of the you know people like myself who thought joshua get him out of there on five and stuck to his game plan and i mean you know use boxing skills you know skills pay the bills he was punching with the puncher when he came came inside and use that hand speed use his advantages i mean he used everything he had and did something that what 21 other men how many wins does joshua have 21 he's uh 21 and no 20 knockouts. yeah so that 21 other uh, other men no 21 and one 21 and one he, he said he was he said he was he said what yeah. was he yeah he, he he 21 other men couldn't do and i mean he earned it i mean there's a lot of people that are going to take ruiz in the rematch and they should i mean i th- there was a whole podcast li- listened to today where you know a guy guy felt awkward about losing his uh you know 
Anthony Joshua losing his belt in the States and like running back home for the rematch. But that's a, that's a whole a whole different look, a whole man. Different topic. So okay, so the, the fight happened. We're, we're, we 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 spent a lot of time breaking down the fight because it was just such an. In fact, we spent more time breaking down the fight than the fight actually took. <laughs> but uh, it, it it was a, like I said, it was it was a great fight. Um, I'm super happy for dude. But where do you feel? This went wrong for Anthony well, Joshua. Well, so let's 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 finish finish the fight because I I didn't notice that at the fight the whole the whole father. Yeah, let's talk the, about it. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the whole fa- father. So the fight ends. Andy Reid's going crazy, and as you know, they're moving to start the interviews. There's a scuffle. Um, there, really it's, it's not really it's not really a, it, I guess a scuffle no physical blows or anything Anthony Joshua's father I think his name is Robert Joshua uh makes a beeline for Eddie Hearn and ex- apparently they exchange exchange words uh Joshua's holding him back trying to speak talk down his father this is all going on behind like the Andy Ruiz interview um you can see it on it, camera it, it's crazy you can you can see it on camera I didn't notice it at the time but Neither did I. you 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 told me about this uh afterwards yeah Stories started to come out today uh, regarding Anthony Joshua, his state going into the fight. Um, and there's various storylines. You, you know, after we do know that the altercation happened with Anthony Joshua's father and Eddie Hearn, because that's what we can see. As far as the details to this storyline, there's a lot coming out. We don't know what to believe and what not to believe. Um, but, you know, you're hearing things. Everything from Anthony Joshua was knocked out, knocked down a few times in training camp. He he was concussed. He was not ready for the fight. All the way to he had a panic attack in his in his room in his dressing room before the fight, delaying his entrance. There were a lot of a lot of different things go, going on. Some of it does align with what we saw before the because fight. because he did look crazy nervous before the fight. We both said it, something looked wrong, man. Something looked super wrong. Um, and we are literally talking news. We are not making excuses. Andy Ruiz exactly. won those three belts. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and so, so here, before I get into that, and I, because I do want to address that. Look, Andy Ruiz won because he's the better fighter, in my opinion, in general. But he was definitely the better fighter that night. You know what I'm saying? And and anybody trying to say it's a fluke or whatever, in the great words of many boxers, you don't know shit about boxing. All right? Um, Ruiz, an incredible amateur pedigree. Dude has skills. Don't let the chubby exterior fool you. And if you look at it, man, it's like, yo, he has back. He has shoulders. He has legs. He just got a belly on top of it all. He's an athlete, man. And, and here's the thing. Be, phys, the way you look physically does not mess with the way you do cardiovascularly. He actually got bigger for this fight. He did. He put on some weight. Reminds me of my boy, the heavyweight champ in the UFC, Daniel Cormier, who also fights better at heavier weight. He just feels more comfortable that way, and he feels like, whatever, I'll put on some extra pounds so that I can make sure I have this extra power that I want to have. It is a, a is a strategy for certain individuals with that specific body type, and I see it all the time. So it was cool to see, man, but... um. In terms of his pops, um, you were telling me that it seems like, and you just go ahead and tell the story, man, because you were the one that actually sent me the article. His 
Pops was apparently angry. I don't know if it was having to do with Anthony Joshua being knocked out, knocked down prior to the fight and him wanting to cancel it or him wanting to call the fight off as a result of the panic attack that allegedly happened in the training room prior to the walkout. But there was... There, there's been a lot of chatter about Anthony Joshua's father wanting Eddie Hearn to call the fight off, which was an unrealistic request. I mean, prior to the fight, you think of the demand for Joshua in the U.S. You so think why of, did he? Why did he want to call the fight? He wanted to. Uh, apparently, either he felt like he he felt like something was very off. I don't know if it was it, it was with his mental state. I don't know if if he was referring to him being concussed from uh, the shots in, in training camp. I don't know what it was. Yeah, One because of the things, they did say that he did get dropped a number of times, a couple times in training. And, and like I said, once you get to stuff like that, that's when you start to get into rumor territory. We don't know. We didn't see that. Um, and and, and no, nobody credible, in my uh, my under, to my understanding, has come out to say it yet. But Big those facts. are rumors. Whatever. Yeah. Um, he was his father was angry because he wanted to call the fight off. Eddie Hurd was like, no, like he'll, he'll be fine once he gets out there. He goes goes out there, knocked down four times, knocked knocked out, loses all three of his belts, and Anthony Joshua's father was angry. I'm sure they, you know, emotions were tense in the moment. As a father, you just saw your son get knocked out. You know, apparently, you know, you saw something and wanted to stop it ahead ahead of time. You know, it's not right at all. You know, I'm I'm sure emotions were high, and he's out there fighting for his son, who I'm sure he has, you know, the utmost love for. So I mean, it is what it is. I don't think it's I don't think it's right, but it it maybe sheds some light onto Anthony Joshua's state of mind going into the fight and i'm sure it'll be a huge storyline going into the rematch yo look man all right so when you told me about this i at first i was like yo this is some bs straight up i'm not buying it whatever i don't want to hear no excuses stop trying to diminish this man's w you know what i'm saying you got beat by the better man and he exposed a lot of holes that we have seen in anthony joshua Anthony Joshua does not fight like somebody who is 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, he fights like somebody who's 5'11", 6 feet tall. He doesn't utilize his jab as much as he should, and he ends up standing too straight up and tall. He ends up getting cracked. So, and the thing is this, Anthony Joshua is chinny. Anthony Joshua, had, he, he got dropped by Klitschko. He got rattled by to come he got rattled by dylan white he got rattled by pavekin and now he just got dropped um four times by ruiz that is a cause for concern as it is now let me talk about his pops for a second yo if you don't get your old ass and sit the hell down in the damn stands and stay out of the ring you get over there old man because this way i look at this I'm a gr- he's a grown-ass man. He is a prize fighter. I don't give a damn if that's your son. That is his job. Just like anybody else, I want my dad. And Anthony Joshua, he I, he did the right thing. He was like, yo, relax. Do the thing. But he should have been even more forceful. Hey, man, if you don't go sit your ass down, that you shouldn't even uh, be in I, here. I, I do not think he had the wherewithal to be more forceful in I, that I, moment I, I, he probably didn't but you know what he did he, but that was probably a lot to ask as is yeah you know he diffused the situation whatever that's all good but at the end of the day look pops whatever the hell he said his name is think about this any of you listening right now how would you feel being 30 plus having your father come in and fight your battles at work for you 
That is his job. I don't care if he's protecting because he's a fighter or whatever. It is his job. That is not your place. Shut up and go sit down. Plain and simple. Now, let me ask you this. Is his dad his manager? Maybe I, Does he manage him in some capacity? No? Do we don't know? Then, then look, he can go kick rocks sideways and then sitting here talking about And the reason I was irritated about it is because they were like, his dad was the one that said or whatever the reason this happened. Dad, shut up. You're making it worse. You're making your son look like a big fluff ball. And that's what I don't appreciate. Sit your ass down and shut your ass up. Uh, it's gossip i want to know the details because it's gossip it's interesting but but i mean i don't know his pops was in there and we all saw it on camera his pops being disrespectful eddie hearn if it was not for eddie hearn your son wouldn't be a millionaire shut your ass up and go sit down now if we're gonna talk about eddie hearn let's go ahead and get into this in the last couple minutes because this is something that I, i i i am very passionate about we're gonna talk about the new undisputed champ (laughs) We're going to talk about the new undisputed champion of the world, Al Heyman. (laughs) Woo! The best manager in the game, baby. Advisor. Advisor. You know what he is. We actually don't know what he is. He's that guy. Uh, The boogeyman himself. um, He actually represents um, Ruiz as well as he represents uh, Deontay Wilder. So Al Heyman has all the belts. But what I want to say is this. Yo, when we're looking at... For instance, um, people were bent out of shape about the way Deontay Wilder reacted to the, the knockout. Yo, Deontay Wilder's pissed. You guys messed up my bag. We had an opportunity. And you guys pissed it away because of selfishness. Now, I know on relatively good authority that Deontay Wilder did yeah, everything. It, bro, working on it, man. I've been doing work, bro. Uh, Deontay Wilder did everything in his power to make that fight. Deontay Wilder, to, on his own dime, went to, to Britain, sat there, made an offer, tried to talk to Eddie Hearn. He tried to meet with Anthony Joshua, and it was not going. He did it multiple times, and it was not going. So there is a big reason why Deontay Wilder, after seeing that, was pissed. Like, dude, I tried to make this fight forever. They would have been the biggest paydays of both of our lives, and you literally shit the bed. So I thoroughly understand, and the only reason that didn't happen, and now for me it is as plain as day, the reason that didn't happen was because of the the politics in boxing and the selfishness of Eddie Hearn. To go out there and they can this this bullshit boxing narrative, I'm gonna keep pushing it out. Let's let's well, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's keep pushing it back. Makes zero sense. They think they're gonna squeeze as much out of it because they didn't feel like their guy was ready, and he might not have been. The other issue I have with this, did you see the picture that Anthony Joshua posted after the fight? No. He said, I want to thank my team. And he has a picture with his team in there. Let me ask you this before you even look it up. If you have a team, how many people would you have in your team? How many people do you think most most boxers have? Uh, that's a tough question. Maybe like 10? No. It's your trainer, handful of training partners, and that. This nigga has Two. 23 people in his entourage you know what that tells me anthony joshua got a gang of yes men in his corner 
he has people influencing him. Right? There is no he, Anthony Joshua don't know half them niggas' names. I refuse to believe he knows these twenty three dudes walking around him and wearing matching jumpsuits and whatnot. Anthony Joshua needs to go back to the drawing board and make some legitimate changes in his life. He needs to check Eddie Hearn and needs to sure sure up his team. He needs I mean, to find I, a so. trainer that actually helps him work his jab. Now, here's it's another one, thing. It's, it's one guy in here that looks like you. I, I'm not convinced you weren't there. <laughs> well, how do you think I got it on Inside Authority? No, but <laughs> <laughs> can you see this guy? Uh, I can't. I can't. Man, no, show I know what you. you're talking about, but yeah, dude, go ahead and see it. I can see it. I literally was looking dead at it. Yo, fam. But here's another thing too. Every the, we Eddie Hearn says this fight's probably going to happen in November, or December. Correct. Correct in the UK. In the UK, first and foremost, you have no say so, Eddie Hearn. Your fighter lost. This fight should take place in the Staples Center. That's where this fight should take place. Now, it's not going to. That's where it should take place. I mean, he does. Eddie Hearn does have the say so because it's it's in the contract. No, I no, I understand, but I'm saying he shouldn't. You 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 your man don't got the chip. It shouldn't be over there, but it is, and that's fine. If this I, fight happens in December, November, he will get KO worse. He he needs at least a year to recover, especially if the rumors a are year? true. At least, bro. Think about this. He got dropped four times. You can't tell me he wasn't concussed. And then he was also concussed. They said possibly big time twice in training. Yeah. Th- I that, mean, th- I, dude, I, I, I'm worried I about for his health. I'm worried about for his mental state. Th- this and let's say let's say he goes out to <laughs> dog, this mug looks it does look like my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Serge um, is at the fight <laughs> <man. laughs> but look this one will say is this man and I, and I finish up with saying this if he goes out there and fights again right he's gonna get knocked out again Anthony Joshua had the capability of being an all time great fighter Anthony Joshua was about to end up being this generation's Frank Bruno that's what he's going to end up as. It's, it's, if he loses his next fight, he's Frank Bruno. It, it's funny because I, I work with a girl that like lived next to Frank Bruno growing up, which is hilarious. Hey, man. Um, and Frank Bruno was a man. He was, he was amazing. He's just not an all-time great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. He's 42 and 6 around those lines. Um, he, he had the belt for a hot second until Mike Tyson knocked his face off. That's after Mike Tyson. That was the first time Mike Tyson ended up getting the belt back. Mike Tyson lost the belt in 1990. He ended up getting the belt back. That was in 96 when he fought Frank Bruno. And here's the thing, too. We're talking about Anthony jo- or, uh, Deontay Wilder. Think about this. It took Mike Tyson after that fight. Six years to get a championship again? Crazy, fam. And here's another thing that sucks, and this is why I feel bad for Anthony jo- or for Deontay Wilder. People keep continue comparing this to uh, to Tyson. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Buster Douglas. This isn't Tyson Buster Douglas first and foremost, because Ruiz is far better. Let's let's call a spade a spade. But one thing I will say about this is this. You go out there and uh, oh, uh, Deontay Wilder, dude. Uh, Evander Holyfield was was ringside. That was supposed to be the next fight. Did you know that? 
Which, I'm sorry, which fight are you talking about? When when uh, when Mike Tyson lost to Buster yes. Douglas. Yes, I, I, I did know that. Yeah, the one it was in that 30 for 30. Yep, my man's was sitting ringside. That fight was, and think, that fight didn't end up happening for seven years later, bro. Crazy. It's bad. It's bad for boxing, man. And it's because of the selfishness of a, a promoter. I mean, these promotional issues are, are way out of our hands. Um, it, it is what it is. Uh, whether Anthony Joshua takes his immediate rematch or, you know, he decides uh, to wait it out, take more time to recover is going to be on him. But I mean, I, I love Callum Smith when he if you watched him fight the other day uh, after his fight, his post fight interview, they asked him about a Canelo fight. And he said, you know, I, yes, I would like to fight Canelo, but I'm not going to I, listen. Listen, I, I like to fight Canelo, but I'm not going to wait wait around for Canelo. I'm just going to keep fighting because mm. I'm a fighter, and I really like that he said that. And I appreciate you know, that. I always appreciate that. Yeah, I, I would. I would like to see you know for Andy Ruiz. I mean, hopefully his his you know his career isn't contingent upon waiting on Anthony Joshua. You know, if Anthony Joshua decides whatever he decides, if he does not want to fight in that December time frame. Then you gotta let Andy Ruiz move on. You gotta let Ruiz, him keep Ruiz, on fighting. Ruiz will fight again before the end of this year. I, I mean, you're, will he fight again? Oh. Are you saying, and, and you're saying that Joshua won't? No, I'm no. I think they're gonna make Joshua fight. Okay, I, I agree. Yeah, they're gonna make him fight. He's not gonna be ready. He and he's gonna get knocked out. He's probably gonna get knocked out probably in the third round. I don't know if he gets knocked out in the, in the third round, but I mean, it, it's definitely it's it's a bad stylistic mashup. I mean, it's not the end of the world for Joshua, and we're not going to act no, like Joshua no, didn't. No, not didn't, at all. We're we're not going to act like Joshua didn't strike first in that third round, and you know, uh, outside of that left hook, that fight we could have seen that fight go a different direction. However, it didn't. Joshua ended up getting knocked out, but there are storylines where Joshua does get the knockout and raises his hands that night. So, I mean, I, I right now, I'd probably say Andy Ruiz wins a rematch, but, you know, we got six months till November, December to wait for that rematch. And you have Joshua uh, at home, his family, friends, maybe he's in a better mental state. Who knows? Who knows? And, yo, but it's and, not the end of the world. Hey, I will say this too. If him coming over here to fight, he's having panic attacks and nonsense and stuff like that. A big part of being a champion is having the mental capacity to take it. Maybe he doesn't have it anymore. Just keeping it a buck. Maybe it's done. Maybe he's been sleeping in silk sheets too long. Maybe he's getting topped off by too many models. Who knows? You got to take it there. Maybe you got the yips. Yeah, hey, is, that fam. is that what it's called? Yips? Hey, man, hey, I don't know. Man. One that's, thing I was... He's that's getting, a, uh, what's the name? Mark L. Fultz. And, you know, people just, just they can't just keep, randomly can't do it one day. You know what I'm saying? Maybe straight up you know so i I, um, I don't think so i don't think so i I think you know i'm not saying it it was a fluke but he he can come back now apparently yo hey check this out this is what we're gonna do real quick we thought i i I thought we were gonna have a shorter episode but damn it this fight's too good we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna finish up this boxing talk I hope you're enjoying my conversation with Brandon Camille, breaking down all things AJ Andy Ruiz Jr. Um, And we're going to jump right back into that conversation. But for first, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. Also, 
Follow The Fight Podcast on all social media networks at The Fight Podcast and listen to us on all podcasting platforms as well, specifically Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and in SoundCloud as well, man. So go ahead, support, rate, share, let everybody know, and um, continue enjoying The Fight Podcast. All right, let's jump right back into this episode. Let's jump right back into my conversation with Brandon Camille. Yo, so the funny thing about it is before the episode, I talked to Brandon and I told him, I was like, yo, we're going to keep this about 45 minutes. We're going to try to keep it short and sweet. We're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up. No, no, no. Hell no. Dude, I'm already past the point of no return. Now I don't give a damn. We could talk about this whole card. <laughs> uh, we, we, we'll we'll give, some, give it back to Thursday for that. We'll right, wait well, for Thursday for that. Well, let, 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 this one goes. I got work tomorrow. I can do. Me and you both. Um, so this this is the only thing like um this one I want to ask in 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 pretty much in closing what do you see what do you see for Anthony Joshua um you made a great point and you're absolutely correct I do not believe that this is the end of him um I think he's going to be still continue being a big star I think he has the opportunity to still have big fights and we might still possibly see some of these other big fights but if he does take another El Ruiz. Oof, it's going to take him a very, very long time. And then here's another thing. You, you hit it on the head also. He's no longer going to be the A-side, and people are going to sit there and say, yo, you don't have that same type of leverage. You have two losses. My guy only has one. You know what I'm saying? If with two losses in a row, you can't go to Ortiz and sit there and try to talk spicy. You can't sit there and go over to Tyson Fury and try to, sit and try to dictate shit. They're going to be like, fam, you got knocked out by Fat Boy. I mean, it's, it's not a good look. Yeah, uh, it's not a good look. He lost a lot of negotiating leverage. Um, I, I don't think he pit quit. I mean, people saying he quit. I don't I believe he that quit. he got knocked down four four times. Like he did get up mul- multiple times. Um, he he looked he looked shot. He did look super tired, but I don't think he quit. If you quit and you have that stigma around you, that hurts more than the lost almost. I don't think that. It's my opinion. I don't I don't think that he quit. Um, but I do agree. He lost a lot of negotiating power even if he wins this rematch um it's just not the same now i don't think we we lost this huge wilder joshua fight i mean we saw pacquiao get starched by marquez i mean we've seen people take a loss before maypac still happened it was big as fuck hey but here's the thing did it happen when we wanted it to were they both past their prime we wanted it to happen yesterday so, I mean, we we still were and we weren't going to get this fight for at least at least at the very minimum another year. So it's not like we were getting the fight we wanted at the point we wanted but, anyway. But I think but that's the but that's the, the biggest point of it all. It's like this fight should have already happened. And, and, and here's the thing. I, I, I do believe he quit. One hundred percent. He quit again. He, you, why did he spit his mouthpiece out? There's no reason to spit your mouthpiece out. Especially, it's not like he got knocked out. He literally spit his mouthpiece out and didn't pick it back up. And then he walked over to the thing and it was looking at his corner. Errol Spence, Jesse Vargas, and a, a, a litany of other big name champions were like, we all know what it means when a when somebody looks at their corner. When you look at your corner, you're looking for a way out. And that's exactly what he did. Anthony, dude, even Teddy Atlas said it. Anthony Joshua quit. And then that's, I think, the biggest disappointment in this fight. He quit. 
And I, and again, I, I think and, and, and dude, Deontay Wilder even said it. He's a quitter. When going gets tough, will he keep going? He kept getting up. I give him props for that. But the not going, the not walking forward when you're told to walk forward, the, you know what I'm saying, the spitting out of the mouthpiece, the looking at your corner to help you, man. And here's another thing, too. More importantly, damn what I think, they asked his trainer. His trainer was like, oh, no, he wanted out. His trainer said that. Uh, I, I, I didn't see that. His tra- Go look it up. His trainer said that. His trainer was like he wanted a way out. Yeah. He, I, said, I, he I, said he wanted a way out and he didn't follow the game plan that we gave him. And what was the game plan? Jab. He said jab and throw right hands. Stay on the outside. Yeah, I mean, I, he looked shocked. He looked he looked tired. He looked he looked so gassed. But he's he was gassed because of the constant forward pressure and the body shots. That's why he was gassed. He was no. I mean, I don't think he should be. He he's gassed because you mentioned in the last episode, and I didn't agree with you then. He was gassed because yes, the body shots helped. The knockdown helped. But you shouldn't be tired in the seventh round as a fighter. Like you're 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 gassed. But I mean, dude, like you, you're, you're, you're dude. You're, you're tired. You're t- dude. I am you're t- telling you. Passing forward pressure and body shots. I don't give a damn how conditioned you are. It tires the best. He it, was la- it, the best of it, the best of them, bro. I'm telling. He was landing. He he was landing body shots. He did go to the body, but it wasn't like a relentless attack to the body throughout dude, the no, entire dude, fight. I'm, dude, I'm telling you, it, not even the punches. I, I'm just. I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm as a somebody. Who's, I'm just explaining it to you. I'm telling you, going backwards like that is exhausting and the pace that Ruiz was keeping on him as he was backing up dude you can't breathe that was Ruiz that was more way more Ruiz than it was and I think people aren't giving Ruiz enough credit the reason Anthony Joshua was tired was because of Ruiz's constant 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 huge right hand that he threw to the the midsection right at the end of the sixth round and then that huge left hook he threw beforehand it was Ruiz nothing else Anthony Joshua is a fucking machine, fam. Like, I, he's not getting tired like that. I, I mean, I, mean I, I have to give it, it, it was it's that it's that forward pressure, bro. It makes I mean that that's that's part of a game plan. That's why those yeah. dudes do it. I'm gonna keep walking forward. I hear you. Um, I, I still do feel like he had that exposed some stamina issues and i and i'm not saying yeah. i'm not saying what, what you know the the constant pressure the work to the body had nothing to do with it it obvi- obviously did however i think joshua he was gassing too too soon i mean he's the heavyweight champ of the world i mean he should be able to take someone putting a little pressure on him like well, and, and, know, but here's another thing fighting too at the top level. he he's at is in the 7th round He's already been dropped twice, and not only has he been dropped twice, he's getting chased around a ring by a, by a, an, an amazing you know competitor. Yeah, if he was out there going downhill, walking his opponent down, yeah, of course he wouldn't have got you know tired. Getting dropped takes a lot out of you. Walking backward takes a lot out of you. Body shots take even more out of you. That's why he was tired. It was all Andy Ruiz. I, I hear you. I don't think it was all Andy Ruiz. I think some of it is, you know, exposed some stamina issues on his end. And, yeah, you know, we've spoken about muscly spoke, dudes, man. Muscly guys I, don't tend that, to have condition. Yeah. That was don't. my next point. You know, yeah. and first of all, I mean, in terms of the muscle, like, 
it, it, it was clearly weighing him down. But like, since when does he keep his lead hand down like that? Did you notice that, dude? He, yeah, I'm telling you, man. He, he the maybe way he, could, he was he couldn't he, hold his arms up. He no, he he does it because he did it. You know, uh, with Klitschko, you know, especially towards like the later rounds a little bit, um, and he also did it with. Um, was it Pavekin? I got. I know. I gotta go back and see it. But he from time it. But he did it way more to the point that I even was like, "Damn, dude, pick your hands up!" Like he's coming over the top. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it was odd. Um, I in like you said, muscular guys. That muscle fills up with lactic acid. It gets heavy. Hard to move, and, bro. And that that's what it looked like. And and at the end of round six and round seven he looked like he was heavy he could he stuck in the mud his legs were not working for him and i mean oh, it, it was only a, a matter of time at that point i mean he could have got up he the ref could have not stopped the fight he would have got knocked down again so it really doesn't matter um but there were some huge stamina issues that uh he exposed at least to me and you know people have said that anthony joshua's had stamina issues in the past i haven't necessarily seen it but on this night perfect storm it looked bad. And I mean, let's say he did have a panic attack. That can zap a lot of your energy. Obviously, it changes your mindset. You know, it, you blow a lot of a, a lot of chemicals inside your body on a, if you have a panic or an anxiety attack. I've had them. I mean, I, you can go out and fight after that. Maybe that's a storyline. Who knows? But he looked yeah. gas. No bueno. I, oh, I'm telling you this, man. I, I, I've never seen such a strong man look so fragile. It, 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 it wasn't a good look, um, but check it out. This is what we're going to do real quick. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions, okay? Oh. Um, I want your first thought, and uh, and this is what we're going to do. And it's going to be, we might have talked a little bit about some of these already, but uh, let, let's go ahead and have some fun, man, to, to, to close this one out today, um, because it was such an amazing fight, man. Um, is comparing this fight, uh, the... the um, uh, this this past fight is it uh, comparing it to Buster Douglas? Is that fair or foul? It's fair. Why why is it fair? Real quick, why do you think it's fair? Because it's probably the biggest upset since Buster Douglas. Hasim Rahman and. Uh... And Lennox Lewis was a big one. I mean, there's some big ones. I, and the reason I don't say it, so th- my answer for it is I got to give it to, uh, I, I say it's foul. I say it's foul because um, of the caliber of Ruiz. That's I think Ruiz is a better competitor and actually has an opportunity to have longevity, unlike a Buster Douglas. So that's at least me. I, I, I agree. Um, but I mean, people think historic upsets. This was one of them. They have to mention Buster Douglas because being the most famous one. Mm-hmm. And another thing too, really quick on that account, I, the reason I I can't have it is that um, Joshua's looked vulnerable in the past. Mike Tyson to that point never did. I'm not saying it was bigger than Buster Douglas by any no no, but yeah, it's fair or foul. That's what I'm, I'm just making a point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, who's the biggest loser? Joshua, boxing, or Deontay Wilder? Joshua. You think so? Why? It's definitely, it's definitely not boxing. I don't want to hear any of that. Um, shit. Deontay Wilder may have lost out on a, on a little bit of cash, but now he's the A-side number one in the heavy, heavyweight division. Joshua, and I wanted to say, I meant to say this at the beginning of the episode. This sounds like me being <laughs> Captain Obvious, but that was the worst thing that could have happened to Anthony Joshua. Like, 
<laughs> for real though. No, no one lost more than Anthony Joshua. He lost cash. He lost tons of reputation. Um, I mean, he looked in a bad place. His father's in the ring tweaking. Anthony Joshua fucking <laughs> lost, and he lost bad. Yeah. And, and no one lost worse than Anthony Joshua. I do not envy waking up. Uh, I do not envy the place he was in waking up the next morning. Oof, not at all. Um, who do you have? Uh, state of the heavyweight division. Uh, what is your top five? Ooh, okay. Um, so I'm going to have Deontay Wilder at number one. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to put... I know, I know. It, 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 gets, it gets very difficult. I'm just going to keep it simple and put Andy Ruiz at number two just because of his belts. Um, nothing else. Put him at number two because of his belts. Then I'm going to have... Uh, Tyson Fury, uh, then Anthony Joshua, and then I'll round it out with uh, Dillian White. Okay. So uh, mine real quick, I got Deontay Wilder. I'm going to go with Tyson Fury, Andrew Ruiz, Luis Ortiz, then I'm going to go with uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah, the only reason I'm going give to give it to Dillian White is because he has a better resume than Ortiz. I just think Ortiz is better. I, I think he probably is, but it's some something to be said for his resume. And I was listening to you know uh, uh, listening to something the other day, and they really have fucked Dillian White. Like his level no. of opposition compared to Brazil since his uh, since his uh, loss to Joshua, it, it was just it was more in terms of more fights, better fighters. Um, I, I don't know how Brazil got that mandatory spot over Dillian White, but another another topic for another day. Man, but I. I gave Dillian, Dillian White the nod just because of his level op, of opposition. I do think Luis Ortiz would beat him, though. Seeing the shift in the heavyweight division, now if we look at the top divisions in boxing, where do you rank the heavyweight division? How are you... What are you ranking it based off of? I mean, you, the heavyweight uh, division... Hey, if we're looking at... like we, We've had this discussion before, but I'm just saying, really quick, if, we, if I'm going to rank the top divisions, if I'm looking at welterweight, if I'm looking at lightweight, if I'm looking at, you know, whatever, going through, one, two, three, what you got? Like fighters, talent, all that? Just, all, just encompassing level of competition, I- excitement for it, what are we looking for, you know what I'm saying? Like matchups, possible juicy shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we looking for? What are the best... Ma- um, um, uh, so, okay, look, I'm going this. I'm going... Welter- I'm still going... I'm going... Um, I'm going welterweight, heavyweight, middleweight. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Welterweight, heavyweight, middleweight. And, I mean, I don't even know if middleweight losing Danny Jacobs, Canelo going up and down. I mean, middleweight may not be in that topic too much longer. I I feel like I put middleweight. It's like 160, 168 is just like one – because all of them go up and down too much. I kind of just throw it in there together, you know? If if you want to put middleweight and super middleweight in there together, then, yes, it becomes a tough tough conversation. Um, I I would then put heavyweight third. If you're going to do that, then heavyweight Mm -hmm. is definitely third, uh, with welterweight still being number one. Um, But, I mean, in terms of the the general public, I mean, heavyweight's going to be number one because heavyweight is so unpredictable. So it's very similar to mixed martial arts in like in, in the sense that like in one second that fight can be over. And that's with any fight in boxing, but way more so in the heavyweight division. And having opportunities in situations like this where Anthony, Andy, Andy Ruiz knocks off Anthony Joshua are way more common uh, or way more likely in the heavyweight division than any other division. 
division in boxing. So um, the general public is going to say heavyweight and you know, really the general public wins when the heavyweight division is exciting. As we've said Bo- before, boxing wins when the heavyweight division is good. You know what I'm saying? When, when the heavyweight division is good, boxing is good. All right. Uh, last couple. Um, if we look at the um, what the hell did I just put that? Uh, oh, uh, best promoter in the game. Is Al Heyman a promoter? Technically, I mean, not, I, I mean, the kind, yeah, I gotta, yeah, technically he is. Al Heyman. Yeah, you gotta give it to Al. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I mean, you, I, you, I you tell, he got a lot of belts, a lot of champions, champions under his name. But Eddie Hearn is not far behind. Or I mean, I, I feel like there's more now. There's more fighters on the zone now that are not necessarily under Matchroom. But I mean, Eddie Hearn's coming. Eddie Hearn has a solid, solid stable. Solid. Yo, just Jesse Vargas, just like one of my tweets. Nice, nice. Hey. Shout out to you, Jesse Vargas. Jesse Vargas, um, the man. Yeah, the number one pound for pound. <laughs> he yeah. like a tweets, number one. <laughs> you straight up. <laughs> hey, that's why I was looking at it. I heard that my phone ring. I'm like, who is this? I was like, Jesse, Var- Jesse Vargas like my tweet? <laughs> number one pound for pound, B. <laughs> Man, straight up. Hey, by, speaking of Jesse Vargas, he's actually a, a phenomenal um, uh, commentator. And play off a very, you know, crazy IQ, speaks extremely well. Obviously, I don't want to sound like an asshole saying that, but I mean, we're talking about fighters, you know what I'm saying? Um, he, he does a great job of it. So, salute to that man. He, he really. Where, where did you hear him at? Um, he does the Spanish broadcast. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but he also. Um, he he actually um, spoke to the guys at the zone. Actually, if you look at the uh, the post fight, like towards the end of it, he he jumps on there also. Okay, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty new to zone guy. He's probably had like one fight under them. Yeah, you know he's great, man. I'm a fan of his, man. Um, is the yes or no? Is this the biggest upset that you have actually witnessed? Oh yes. Good shit. Yes. Trying, I, I honestly, I can't think of it. I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say yes because I can't. I even though I, I had or uh, Ruiz, I can't think of any. I can't think of another big boxing upset that I can really. I mean, I I watched. No, okay, I'll say no because I I was I watched a Rockman knockout um, Lennox Lewis live. Yeah, I was no. We're close to like really in a boxing back then. So yeah, this for I, me, I, I watched that live. Definitely the biggest. Yeah, no, I was, that that was the one I remember. And then after that, they started playing like uh, like the Star Spangled Banner or some shit. After he knocked him out, it was messed up. <laughs> like they did, did super disrespectful. Uh, all right, man. Yo, it's been a fun one, bro. Uh, it's been a fun any, one. Anything you want to say to uh, to to anything? Any final thoughts, man? Closing thoughts. AJ, hold your head. Andy Ruiz, fucking congrats. You you want to eat all the. Snickers, whatever you want to drink all the beer you want, have a good time, get back to it. Uh, don't pull a uh, Buster Douglas, man. Straight up, man, getting touched up in your next fight. Uh, all right, man. No, that's it from us here, man. B, as always, my dude, salute to you, my guy. Uh, thank you for joining me once again here on episode 118 of the Fight Podcast. we about to jump into UFC fight night Stockholm where your boy Alexander Gustafson unfortunately took that L but um and he retires but he also retires going down as the best light heavyweight in history who has never who did just never won a belt all right bro I appreciate you man yes sir be good yes sir yes sir peace out
All right. I want to thank Brandon Camille once again for joining me here on the Fight Podcast. Um, we absolutely did not plan on going that long. Uh, but when you think about it, man, that fight really does take at least a half hour to really break down everything that happened. If um, And there's so many storylines. There are a lot of storylines, especially with his dad and all kind of other things that have been coming out. Eddie Hearn. Um, and also in something that we didn't get an opportunity to talk about as much. Honestly, the blatant disrespect that individuals are giving people like an Andy Ruiz. And um, for myself, at least, the more I thought, think about it, and I went back, obviously, and I listened to, to Brandon in my conversation, and um, the Stephen A. Smith portion, and, and I want to read really quick what Stephen A. had to say, and this is the issue that I have. Um, he says, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe this essentially says shit. Anthony Joshua Holder 3 Bill gets KO, TKO'd by Butterbean. I mean, some dude named Andy Ruiz Jr. What a damn disgrace. Joshua looked completely gassed, more fatigued than hurt. Now, how in the hell did you let that happen? How? Obviously, he got crushed on, um, on social media. He comes back and says, I've watched the fight three times. Look, Ruiz is good, solid boxer, fast hands, but everyone's missing the point. The fight we are all waiting for, Wilder vs. Joshua is officially ruined. No one sense, no one with sense believes Joshua has a chance versus him now, even if it goes back and beats Ruiz. So he tried to clean it up, right? He didn't, though. And all he did was end up double, doubling down on the mistake that he made. To sit there and blatantly disrespect a boxer, because here's the thing. Combat sports, we know how heavy set guys can act. Look at the heavyweight champion in the UFC, Daniel Cormier. He's built the same way. Look at one of the greatest heavyweight champions of all time, Fedor Emelianenko. He's built the same way. So to sit there and just pass off, oh, he's just this, he's a solid fighter now and try to double down, it's just disrespectful. And here's the thing that a lot of people have to understand. This is not a ball and stick sport. You can sit there and crush LeBron and KD and things like that because at the end of the day, they have another game tomorrow or within the next few days that they can right the wrong. Think about it, essentially. Um... Fighters only fight two to three times a year. And then they also get beat the hell down. So when you do that and you don't assess the skill set. Now, here's the thing. I'm not upset at Stephen A for going out there and, you know, not knowing, betting against them. Because a lot of people did. Who knew Andy Ruiz, especially if you're not balls deep in boxing? But after the fight, to just sit there and say, I watched the fight three times. And now, look, he's a solid fighter. He got fast hands. Dude, That's you're just regurgitating talking points. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about Stephen A. Because realistically, I think the majority of us need not to give him any credence. I believe he is an absolute clown. I think he, Shannon Sharp, um, uh, Skip Bayless... They're utterly ridiculous, and they truly do not know the sports. They're entertainment. They're surely entertainment. But to go out there and actually crush people who are actually doing this for real. And here's one thing that you actually actually have to understand. KD is going to ghost tweet. LeBron is going to ignore you. A fighter is going to come up in there and slap the shit out of you. 
there is a big difference in the games and people really need to understand that, man. So look, all in all, um, I'll close out the my boxing segment of it um, with saying this was an incredible fight. Andy Ruiz has proven that he is one of the top three heavyweights in the world. He proved he's the real deal. And when this fight happens again in whether it be December or next year, whatever the case may be, Anthony Joshua is in big trouble. Okay. Um, moving on to the next thing, man, and um, we we spent far enough time talking about uh, this fight. I mean, look, man, I'm I'm at a hour and a half mark already, so um, I'm gonna go ahead and touch on this last aspect relatively quickly. Um, but um, I have to talk about UFC. So the UFC card this upcoming this past weekend um, was UFC Stockholm. It was Alexander Gustafsson versus Anthony Smith. Um, Anthony Smith submitted Gus with a rear naked choke at the five minute mark in round four. Now, this wasn't a fight that Alexander Gustafsson, who the majority of us believe is the greatest light heavyweight to never win a title. Think about it. Split decision with Daniel Cormier, who is known as top two all time. And people arguably thought that he won the fight against John Jones the proverbial goat. So he's somebody who is just an inch away from greatness. An inch away. Twice. He's had three title shots. He unfortunately lost them all, but Alexander Gustafsson has always been known as one of the best in the game. A good guy, an enormous light heavyweight with an impeccable skill set who has always adapted. In the beginning of his career, he had a shit ground game. He got beat by Phil, Phil Davis with a nasty, um, a, a nasty arm crank, essentially. Um, he goes back, he goes down to San Diego, trains with the Lions, and then he is, you can't take him down. It's ridiculous. Um, and I say all this to say, after the fight, he ends up getting finished. And again, he got finished in a fight that, for all accounts, he was winning. He was absolutely winning um, in terms of volume. If we look at it, Alexander Gustafsson at the time of the stoppage had 73 strikes, 73 out of 152 for 48%. He had one takedown and he was looking good. I would say the takedown was the difference in the fight. Anthony Smith obviously landed more power. Check that leg kick was looking great. He himself landed 51 out of 107 strikes for 48%. So they both were 48%. So it was a very close fight. This fight, again, we're talking about inches, was lost in a scramble. There was a scramble. Anthony Smith was able to take Gus's back, choke him out, win the fight. Um, after the fight, Alexander Gustafson, obviously he was dejected. He was sad. And he went ahead and um, and he retires. He, he takes his gloves off. He kind of just threw them. Most guys go to the middle of the cage, put them down, wave to the crowd and walk out. He, he was disappointed. He was dejected. And you, he just kind of took them off. He said the show's over, guys, and threw them off. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I was sad. And um, it was one of those things that even afterwards, and, and I just want to read my tweet because it was, Right after it happened, I was really thinking about it, and it really made me think about his career and go back into it. And I said, "Congrats to Alex and Muller on an amazing career." 
Since I first watched him compete at a UFC 133 when he blazed Matt Hamill, he has always been a monster through the wins and losses. Gus, you will always be a champ. Congrats again. He, yeah, I mean, he's been at the top for so long. Beat the best of the best, competed against the best of the best. I'm sad that he wasn't, didn't have the opportunity to win a championship. But I'm going to be honest with you. If A, he moves up to heavyweight, DC is about to retire, he can 100% win that heavyweight title. He might even benefit against fighting John Jones at a heavyweight because he's that big. He's a ginormous man. But look, man, he, he's recently married. He has a child and he's ready to move on. Salute to Alexander Gustafson. Such a fan. Um, and I wish him the best in the rest of his life in whatever endeavors he chooses to do. All right. Anthony Smith. This dude is a dog. And one thing that I think I have to say, and pe people after the John Jones fight looked at Anthony Smith like he was a bum. Oh, I knew this dude didn't belong here. This fight proves that he belongs. And like I said, it puts him directly back in the mix. What should happen next for, for uh, Anthony Smith? Well, it all depends on what happens in less than a month when Luke Rockhold competes. If Luke Rockhold gets Beyond his opponent, Luke Rockhold, the former 185-pound champion, had some injuries. He's moved up to 205. He looks incredible. He's walking around at 225 for the first time in his life. Super yoked, huge, and he has all the skill sets. I thoroughly believe that he will be better at 205. That's the fight that needs to be made. There's drama. There's beef. They both hate each other. Luke Rockhold said dude is a bum. Anthony Smith says fuck that guy. He sucks. There it is. Built-in drama. Whoever wins that fight, that is a number one contender fight. Whoever wins that fight, they should get the title. Regardless on who it is. Well, let me rephrase that. If Luke Rockhold wins, he gets a title shot. If Anthony Smith wins, give him one more. Give him uh, Johnny Walker. Give him one of those guys. And then he gets a title. So there's a lot that is going to happen in that one, man. Um, Anthony Smith, sir, congratulations, man. Absolute monster. And people need to put some respect on that man's name. All right. Um, and really quick, man. Remember, um, talking about Gus and his legacy. Remember, he is 18 and 6. He is one side of the greatest light heavyweight fight of all time against John Jones. And that was at UFC 165. Um, Injuries 100% shorten his career, man. But he, like I said, is the greatest light heavyweight never to win a title. Um, all right. Man, 205 pounds. It, it has been a long time. It was like the land of the dinosaurs, man. The land of the lost. It, it, it was what? John Jones, DC, Rumble, Gus, and nobody else. Nobody cared. But they're in all those guys were old. And if you look at Don John Jones' career, he's beat a lot of guys who were honestly in the back end of their careers. Now he has the next young crop coming up. We have the Johnny Walkers, Luke Rockhold, Anthony Smith, and so much more, man. And you know what? We have somebody else in the mix. Rackick. 
Alex, Alexander Reshik ended up fighting Jimmy Manawa. Jimmy Manawa is somebody who has been in the top 10 for years. Somebody who's been a fighter way, a fight or two away from a title shot. Never quite was able to put it together. 40 seconds into this fight, uh, Alexander Reshik incredible speed incredible technique and this is another huge light heavyweight dynamic fast and in 40 seconds into the very first round he caught jimmy manuel with a huge uh, head kick ko's him doesn't even need to throw another punch fight is done uh, actually um i thoroughly expect <laughs> uh, jimmy manuel to go ahead and retire this is four losses in a row now um three by knockout one by decision it's time to go it is, man. He's been great. Um, look, British champ, British boxers were getting torched all weekend, man. Uh, so salute to Rakic. He's somebody else now that is in that mix. And listen to this. Listen who is now in the mix at 205, and they're actually legitimate title contenders. We got, obviously, Anthony Smith. We have Thiago Santos, who's about to fight for the title. You have Dominic Reyes. We got Alexander Rekic. You got Johnny Walker. You have Corey Anderson, who realistically probably should be in line next. This is a deep division. And it hasn't been this deep in an extremely long time. I cannot wait to see what ends up happening next. But John Jones absolutely has his hands full. Um... Dude, uh, again, the rest of the fight card was decent. Um, there were some good knockouts, man. But though that's what I really wanted to get into, man. Um, this week, another huge fight card coming out. I will be breaking that down later on this week. Brandon Camille will be back. We'll talk about the rest of the zone card and what is coming up next. Specifically, that huge 154-pound fight title fight with... Jermel Charlo and Tony Harrison is scratched. Tony Harrison pulls out with less than three weeks left. That just happened this uh, last night. I have to talk about that, and we'll talk about that and so much more, man. Yo, thank you guys as always for listening, man. This has been a great episode. Uh, There's so much to get into. Uh, I know I felt like it's, at times we were all over the place with the uh, Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua fight, but look, man. This was a huge upset. This is the, by far the biggest news in combat sports of this year. It is that big, man. So I want to sign off today by saying salute to the man, Andy Ruiz Jr. Para la raza, man. My Mexicanos stand up. Um, I was so happy and proud for that, man. Oh, and by the way, uh, really, really quick. Um, and actually, I tweeted this. And guys, check me out on Twitter at the Surge Vicente. Um, Snickers, Andy Ruiz Jr. is a huge Snickers fan. He says he always eats Snickers prior to fights and afterwards. So, um, after the fight, Snickers says, yo, congrats again on the upset Andy underscore destroyer one victory is sweet, but so is the package we're sending you, man. Snickers, give that man an endorsement deal. Yo, he deserves it. So uh, shout out to Snickers, shout out to Andy Ruiz Jr. And uh, also salute, round of applause, and much respect to the legend, Alexander Gustafson. You, sir, have been one of my favorite combat sport athletes of all time. You have brought me so much joy. Um, 
I can't say enough about him. I truly hope that I have the opportunity to meet you and tell you how much I appreciated your your fighting and what you meant to combat sports, man. So salute to you and salute to all you that are listening. Thank you once again. This has been episode 118 of the Fight Podcast. I'm your humble host, Serge Vicente. I'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Peace out.